It's time for Mac Geek Gavin. I will bring us our quick tip of the week with iOS 17's offline maps. This is going to be something that will save your bacon someday. So do it now. Once you've got iOS 17 installed on your iPhone, tag, launch maps, tap your picture in the lower right, choose offline maps and download a new map or maps. If you go into different areas and then this way, and you can even set it while you're in there to only do downloads on Wi-Fi, to do automatic updates, to optimize storage, all of these things that are going to save your bacon someday when you are out and about and either are in an area with no coverage or you're out of data or whatever, and you've got offline maps. I actually wound up using this last week because I had set it up just to test the feature when I had the beta running. And I was so happy that I had done it. So you can do it too. More quick tips like this, plus your questions answered today on Mac Geek Gab 1000 for Monday, September 18th, 2023. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and welcome to Mac Geek Gab, the show where we share quick tips like that from us and from you. Cool stuff found. We also share questions from you and from us. We try to answer your questions and, uh, you know, we string this all together in a way that gives us all the best possible opportunity to learn at least five new things. Every single time we get together, sponsors for this episode include linkedin.com slash MGG, where you can go and post your first job for free. I have used this. It's fantastic. We'll talk more about it in depth in the episode for now. For well, I was going to say for the thousandth time, but I haven't done a thousand episodes here in Durham, New Hampshire. But for today here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And here in another part of Durham, New Hampshire, very close to Dave Hamilton, <laughs> it's me, Pilot Pete. A thousand times a millennial show. I know. Real it's crazy. It's crazy. Pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll we'll do. I I we prepped a couple of things that yeah. we'll talk about about the thousandth episode, and I'm glad that we did. I I you know it's not my inclination to to uh, pat myself on the back. Um, I, like the reason we got here is because we we you know we focus on the content. We focus on you. The show's about you. It's not about us. So uh, so but 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 it is it it is important to to take a minute and celebrate this and we will take that minute in a little bit but for now let's uh let's do more quick tips shall we pete i i, I think we should but see, using the word should you didn't even use the word should in the opening not. quick tip you just said just go do it go do it go do it yeah, <laughs> go right. do it now yeah, go do it now that's right but we should do some quick tips <laughs> i'm just saying i agree i agree you want to take us to uh to kent here to do the to uh, kick or to continue those along. Yeah, Kent. Kent it is. He wrote. He wrote in. Uh, Hi, Dave and Pete. I don't know if this is a quick tip, and it doesn't really fit in the usual cool stuff found. So maybe it slips in between somewhere. And I I think he may be right. But he says my wife really had recently had a medical issue, and while she recovers, her friends on social media and elsewhere want to send her cards of encouragement. I don't want to publish our address in a general Facebook post, so I've asked anyone who wants to private message me. In responding using iOS and iPad OS, I found that if I type our address is, the autocorrect slash predictive text line just above the keyboard populates with our address. 
I assume from my contact card, and it's just a tap, and it's done. He says this works in Apple Mail, Messages, Facebook Messenger, at least, and it's saved me a lot of typing already. I wrote him back and said, not only is that a great quick tip, it, it does work on Mac OS, or, or does not work on Mac OS that I'm able to find, at least in Messages. Uh, I said, however, if you want to go into system settings, accessibility, keyboard, and text replacements, you can put all manner of shortcuts in there, too. It's a poor man's text expander. Uh, and said, for example, I use comma ST, and that puts that that's my abbreviation for my home address, comma huh. ST. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, whatever whatever you need it yeah, to be. Yeah. Right. And then yep. comma FL if I need to put our Florida address in or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. And I, I so along those lines, I do the same thing with my my cell phone number. Yes. Um, I think, it, yeah, I use comma cell, and that prints out my whole cell number. And then I use D cell as one word for Debbie's cell phone I number. need to put Lisa's cell phone number in mine because I do the same thing. I have, I yeah, I have a shortcut for, for my cell. Yeah. Uh, so I don't fat finger it whenever I'm typing it in. I do the same for my email addresses. Yeah. So I don't, but when fat I need to give those. somebody Debbie's cell number, I just type D cell. Huh? I have to give people Lisa's number all the time. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. I just want to offer. Okay. Everybody. Lisa's number is six yeah. zero. Th- oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'd be real happy about that. Uh, don't kill me, Lisa. Yeah, that's right. Just kidding. That's, if I do that, we'd need to hire separate attorneys. Right. Um, the, uh, you you mentioned getting there via accessibility. That's not how I would go there. Oh, okay. I, I would go into settings, general keyboard text replacement. Okay. And I, I say that that way because you might be able to get there through accessibility. I've just never gone that way. I don't think that's, it's there that way. That's pretty, pretty much how I found it. Pretty, okay. Um, so right. uh, yeah. I will stand appropriately corrected if, if I did. Miss, sure. But. Yeah, well, You've heard at least one way that I know to be accurate to get there, but you might have heard two. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds Apple made two paths to that? It's rare for them. <laughs> you, you know, it's rare, but yeah. but it but it happens. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. You want to take us to what might be my favorite quick tip of the week with Steven? Yeah, was this great or what? Ugh. Just played Mac Geek Gab 997. And I have an add-on or two to your tips about music recognition in the control center. Tapping on the music recognition button activates the recognition. But if you hold down the button, it pops up a scrolling list of your music search history. Tapping anything in that history list opens that track to play in Apple Music. I, I, I was I was blown away by this. Yeah. I had I had no idea. Uh, and this is why we like love these things. Right? Well, it, yeah, it's why we love these things. Correct. Yes, yeah. but also why it's it, when you've got an extra minute. You know, long pressing on things, control clicking on things, option clicking on things on your Mac. Like there are these hidden little gems that remain hidden until you know about them, and then and then they just you know kind of work all the right. time. So and, yeah, and don't be afraid to break it because you know what's the worst that could happen? You could wind up with a syncing issue like me or yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole pre-show. Uh, not a joke. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and it's sure. it it persists <laughs> through the show, Pete. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yep, yep. I, uh, I I'm gonna jump us ahead just because we're talking about Shazam. I'm okay. gonna jump us ahead to a question from JT here because uh, JT asks. He says Shazam defaults to Apple Music to play the songs that that it finds. 
I'm a Spotify user first, though, and I prefer Spotify for many reasons, mainly because Apple has messed up music and JT's opinion since the iPhone 6 release. I would like uh, a shortcut that sends it to Spotify. Is there a way to do this? And actually, you don't even need a shortcut, JT, or nor do any of the rest of us need a shortcut. Go into the settings for Shazam. So you need the full Shazam app installed, uh, which you can do for free. And then you can uh, connect Spotify or Apple Music to Shazam. You can only have one of them connected. But if you go into the Shazam settings, so iPhone settings, and then choose Shazam from the list of apps, you'll see that you can connect either Apple Music or Spotify. And if you have one connected and you go to connect the other, it will disconnect the first one. Uh, but you can happily connect it to Spotify, which I was shocked. I, I don't know what made me think to go into the settings and see that. But I because th- I, I, I typed a whole response like, no, I don't think there's a way to do this. Blah blah blah. I was like, wait, why do I think that I should confirm? Uh, and so sure enough, you can you can do it. So um, I love answering a question when I get to learn, too. So it. Yep. I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. Yep. Ah, there it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, back to quick tips. You got one from listener Cliff, Pete. Yeah, uh, this is. I'm sorry, Cliff. Fist shake at you. I'm the expert here about flight. All things flight. <laughs> no sneaking up on me with a quick tip I didn't know about. But <sighs> all I right, I think he did. You know, well, you know the definition of expert. X is a algebraic term for quantity unknown, and spurt is a drip under pressure. So that's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, quick tip. In messages, if someone sends you text with an airline flight code in it, for example, U, U, A, as in uniform alpha, space 1449, uh, is recognized by the app, and if tapped, will allow you to pre-flight the flight info right there on a pop-up screen. No need to copy and paste and go into Flight Aware or Flighty or anything like that. Just tap on that and goes. Right to it. You get to see the progress of the flight, you know, how much longer till it lands, if it landed. All that good stuff. And I think it uses FlightAware to it, do it, that. Yeah, it may well. I, I think like, that's the backend database. But you're right. It's a it's a, a data detector is what we used to call those things. I don't, I don't know if that's still the right, right the right answer, but or the right terminology. But yes, it, it detects like UA. You called it uh, uniform alpha, which is of course the NATO phonetic alphabet. Yeah. But we we plebeians think of that as United Airlines. That. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I, I played with it, and of course, my phone is now my camera. I think Delta is D A L, not D L. It may be D L space, and then the flight number. So you're going to have to play with it for yeah. your airline to see what you come up with. Uh, for you fellow cargo dogs, I can assure you, UPS and FedEx and DHL are not included in the database. We no, are. not at least not in the data detector. I think no. they are in the. You can get us on FlightAware database on FlightAware. Correct. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, while we are cooking along, we have a ton of quick tips left. We're going to save some for the next episode, which has a yet another fun number, 1001. Two palindromes in three episodes. I'm into this. But uh, while we're here, because today, at least the day this episode's releasing, is iOS 17 release day, I wanted to go through and share some quick tips about iOS 17. I know we started with the maps. The next one I want to share is. Uh, we get a new widget in control center, but we have to add it. It's not added by default when you upgrade to iOS 17. And that is you go into settings, you go to control center and add the ping my watch widget. 
So now if you don't know where your watch is, just like you could ping your your phone from your watch, now your you can AirPods just or... you can go to control center and ping your watch from your from your phone. So that's uh that's one of them. Yep. Uh JT Ray brings us our next one. So JT gets to, has been in the episode twice now at the 12 minute mark. Uh, reminds us, he says, in iOS 17, you can set an automation in the Shortcuts app now to turn off cellular data based on your location. This was not doable with Shortcuts in iOS 16 and prior. Uh, he says, I've been using this for the past few weeks on the betas and it works like a charm. Now I can simply use my home or office Wi-Fi to make calls and save some batteries. So you can say when I'm connected to my home Wi-Fi, uh, turn off cellular data. When I disconnect from my home Wi-Fi, re-enable cellular data. And then that way. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 So let me, let me back up to that previous quick tip. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't understanding mean to jump us No, out. no. I yeah. just, I just realized something that uh, I, I think I saw that you can now locate, find my friends similar to. Uh, if, for instance, if you're looking for your AirPods, you pull up Find My, and it gives you an arrow 20 feet in that direction, that sort of thing. I did it in the old version of iOS in Ikea down in Florida, but I was just guessing, okay, they're in that general direction and that sort of thing. But it looks like now under Find My, it gives you the arrow and 80 I, feet away. Or I think that that is true, but I but the asterisk is... They have I, to be sharing. They have to have a phone with ultra wideband Bluetooth in it. Uh, okay. That just like your AirPods or an, okay. an AirTag does. And I believe the only phones that have that are the iPhones 15. <sighs> right. Yeah. So sorry, I'm not buying the whole family 15. <laughs> <laughs> eventually <laughs> you will well, have. Eventually I will. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah. I haven't got five grand to drop. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, there, there, there is that, but I'm pretty sure, like, okay. I don't, I don't think I can do that. I was able to use find my and zoom in a lot and get a general direction of to where they were in the Ikea and I yeah. did find them, but, yeah. uh, but I was thinking, oh man, it would be so much nicer to be able to have, yeah, they're in this direction for, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's the iPhone 15 thing okay. is, is we're getting in the, uh, in the chat here. So thank you everybody. Yeah, that's for great. Um, on the Mac, we have long used Spotlight to get to uh, specific system settings panes, yes. right? You yes. want to get to displays. We've talked about it here on the show. You type Keyboard, displays, yeah. right? Uh, you get Spotlight open. That was not the case in iOS until we now have iOS 17. So you can get directly to settings panes uh. by spotlighting yourself there. I will say... The adjustment to the way Spotlight and the more granular data or simply the increased amount of data that you get in Spotlight is one of the things that has thrown me off the most about running iOS 17. So expect that because I use iOS 17 to launch apps all the time. Now that there is more data in there, apps aren't the app I want isn't necessarily at the top of the list anymore. I have to scroll a little to find it because there's more stuff so bear that. And maybe I should check this. You can Is type there, to find it, and, right? With I used to just go into settings and then yeah. pull my thumb down a little bit to get a search window at the top. To you can do that in settings, but on. now you can just do it spotlight, spotlight wide. That's, Correct. That's awesome. Yep. Um, I want to look at my spotlight Siri and search preferences. 
Yes. And I get my, I can't set the order anymore. Huh? Well, you know what? I should, I should look for spot. Not the alphabetic or it, it used to be. Yeah. Um, well, and I'll, I'll state this while you're looking at that. I expect a lot of things to be broken or different, be it watch OS, iOS, (laughs) that sort of thing. I'm still hitting the wrong button on the new watch OS. When I want to, uh, when I want to look at my, uh, I guess it's control center, listing all the apps that I have open, I hit the side button. Well, that isn't it anymore. <laughs> you have to now scroll up. It's They've, they've inverted those two, and I, I can years of hitting the side button now has to go away. So expect that to break some of your workflows. Eventually, I'm sure we'll get it in time for Apple to switch it back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, you know, Ben in the chat is saying that, uh, running iOS 16, he can use Spotlight to get to the specific settings panes. Okay. So it might be that it was all, it, it's interesting because I noticed this, I had it on my list, and then I saw a list that Tom's Hardware had published of of things that were, you might not notice in iOS 17, and that was also on their list. So either we're seeing th- slightly different things, or both the whoever wrote it at Tom's Hardware and I did not notice it before because maybe it was in different a different order. So maybe it's simply that this reordering of spotlight is what we're noticing. So okay. thank you for that, Ben. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, obviously we will, we will continue talking about iOS 17 and, and how all that works. So uh, yeah, keep it, keep it coming. Feedback at MacGeekGab.com still works. Well, feedback at MacGeekGab.com. Yep. Thousand episodes. We're not going to change it now, Pete. Feedback at MacGeekGab.com. Although it wasn't, it wasn't originally, feedback at com. it was an address at uh, a domain i no, no longer own so i just don't even want to say it in the show because yeah. if you email it i won't get it yeah. <laughs> so yeah but yes i have a question yeah does feedback at com still work <laughs> unfortunately yes it still works pete and i i really you know sorry i, I am appreciative of you it's what i do for a lot of things and and i i just couldn't be more appreciative of you for bringing that up i, I yeah. can sense that in your voice dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah good have some fun with it folks Stuff. that's right um safari in ios 17 has even more tracking and fingerprint protection. I don't, we don't We're not talking about your fingerprints that you would use on a touch ID sensor. We're talking about a, uh, a, a figurative fingerprint that describes how people might pull different heuristics about you, not just your IP address, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but not just the cookies that you have installed in your browser, but, different behaviors that can really narrow down exactly who you are. And Apple wants to keep people from doing that to us. And so they keep increasing this stuff. The advanced tracking and fingerprint protection on my phone was enabled by default for private browsing only, but now you can enable it for all browsing. And you do that by going into settings on your iPhone and iPad uh, Safari. So go into the Safari settings into advanced, and then it is advanced tracking and fingerprint protection and you can change it from off private browsing or all browsing so uh, that's another one to check uh also in safari pete i noticed a fun little thing if you're on a web page you know once the page loads you get in the the url bar you get the two little a's right that that give you a bunch of options right you can put it into reader mode and do all sorts of things there's a new one on there called listen to web page 
And you press that and it will start reading you the article from the web page. You can control the playback in the now playing widget in the control center. That was a fun thing to figure out, by the way, because I started it playing and then I was like, cool. Now, how do I shut her up? I don't want it to go for three minutes now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, that is so awesome. Now playing widget will show you the title of the web page, how long it's going to be for it to read it. Like it figures yeah. that out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Here's the thing. I bet I could be wrong, but my guess is it will then read it. If you have a, a PDF pulled up in a web page, it will read that PDF for you. I would assume. And, oh, man, yep. that is a great way to get some reading done while you're driving. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Just you would. Well, no, it would work, but you would like, I don't know. You would have to ask Siri to get that going for you somehow. Yeah. Like, like cause otherwise you're going to pick up your phone and make oh, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, look, I know I've got to do some, uh, I, I, I have a 30 it. page PDF, got it, put load it up and then, and, and then tell it to start reading and then hit pause. And then when I'm up and running on the road, just reach up and hit play and go. That I, I, that's a, a good idea. I have not tried that, but I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope it keeps playing it even after like the screen goes to sleep or y you know what, what those those right. different things. Because last week I had to go to Atlantic City for some training, and there was a thirty-five page document I needed to pre-read, and I'm like, oh, I didn't read it before I left the house. So after a eight hour drive, which was, should have been about a seven hour drive, uh, <laughs> thank you traffic. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to then get exhausted into a hotel room and try and read it without falling asleep. That was. Oh, work. <laughs> that's tough. I actually had to stand up and walk while I was reading. Yeah, so I that believe I it. Fall asleep. Yeah, so. but you're right. Yeah, reading that kind. Of, ah, I like this. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. All right. We're gonna play with this I, again. Send your yeah. stuff into us. Um, one last one that I've noticed uh, is well, I have noted. I did something in the car the other night. We were driving back from Boston. I wanted to know a fact. We had, I had other people in the car that could have looked it up for me, but I was driving and we were talking about, I don't know, something stupid or whatever. And, uh, I wanted to, to know something. And so I asked Siri, I'm like, what, you know, what, what how does this work or something like that? And I fully I'm sorry, expected, I can't show you that in the car. Bingo. Yeah. That's what I expected yeah. to hear because it's, and, and my response is always, I don't want you to show it to me. I asked you about it audibly. I want you to tell me audibly. Yeah. Now she doesn't like. It when I say that, but it, it, you know, that's what I say. Yeah. I found halfway through her answer, Pete, that I did not have to say that because she was giving me the answer uh -huh. as I anticipate, as I would have desired, not yeah. as I anticipated. Yeah. So like, I know Apple said Siri gets better in iOS 17. Okay. It turns out it does. What Every, are the odds? Everybody in the car was like, Hey, wait a minute. She's actually doing it. So, um, I, I, you know, we'll what, see. What amazed me always is there seemed to be no consistency. Sometimes you would ask it and get it, and then other times you can't show that to you. Well, we we did three or it. four things in the car the other night, and all of them worked. So it it, it was definitely more than nice. we would have expected in the past. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and here's another anecdotal observation. Maybe yeah, I have I have noticed for years that dictation works better on the watch than on the phone. And that's again purely anecdotal. Okay, it's been my observation that, huh? If for some reason I don't know if it's, no, it shouldn't be. It's the same, yeah, architecture. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would expect the phone to be better at it because it's yeah. it's got a better processor. Yeah. Although the new watch, I know Jeff and I talked about this the other day, but the CPU on that thing, I mean, that, right. it's, a, it's a remarkable increase. Yeah, yeah. neural learning cores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, ben in the chat at MacGeekUp.com slash, oh, sorry, Porthos John in the chat uh says uh there is a new way to make settings deep links appear in spotlight in ios 17 you go into settings siri and search and then settings again and you have to make sure you turn it on to surface it in ios 17 you can also reset the suggestions learning there ah uh-huh. interesting so yeah you you go into siri and search and uh you can have suggestions appear but yeah oh, now now my discord thing is scrolling because i'm reading this live but people are quit writing to us no no keep writing (laughs) keep writing no it's totally fine um yeah interesting so you can have these show content in search all right yeah that's interesting i like it i like it i like it cool uh one last one uh that's probably two one is it my first of this, these are two about CarPlay. The first is not new to iOS 17, but because I was messing around with it, I was reminded of CarPlay's split screen view. I got so accustomed to just seeing, like, if I had maps up, to just having maps up in full screen view. Mm-hmm. But in the lower left hand corner of CarPlay, you can press the little button that yeah. splits it into split screen, and you get, you know, your you're now playing widget and and other things appear. Yeah, so it's easy to pause things. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. So I just forgotten about it, and I in messing around, I was reminded, and I'm like, I bet I'm not the only one. So I figured, share it on the show. In iOS 17, what we get in CarPlay is what I'll call the layered view. When uh, I am interacting with like messages or something with iOS 16, the map goes away on the screen, right? Okay. The messages thing just comes up. With iOS 17, you can still see what's behind it and get a little bit at least of of the the app that you're actually in while you're interacting with, say, messages and, and okay. all of that. So, and one quick question about CarPlay that I I meant to mess with it the other day and I kept forgetting to do it. Sure. So I had Maps on one page and Google Maps on another page. Can you rearrange where the icons are in CarPlay? Absolutely. Yeah. The way that you do it is you go into settings uh, and I believe it's just settings carplay okay am I am I right on this is is there a carplay setting I know it's somewhere maybe it's settings yeah. general carplay if I was if I was smarter Pete I would search for this but I want to be able to tell people how to get there so it's yeah. settings general carplay and then you will see all of the cars listed that you connect to right right and so you pick the car that you want to customize. And then once you're in there, choose customize and it will show you a list of all of your apps. Perfect. Right. And uh, and you can set the order of them or remove them entirely uh, from the, you know, from the from the list there. Yeah. So if you want to hold that up again briefly, I've, I've got you large now. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're watching the video, you can you can see my CarPlay apps and it's not going to focus. Right. Because that's just how it be. But yes, you can set that order. Oh, gosh, don't hit reset, Dave. Don't do the wrong yeah. thing. OK. Uh, but Maybe yeah. about 2000, the camera will focus on your, uh... yeah, that's right. Well, we'll get there. You know, that's right. 2000. I don't, that's another 18 years. Maybe, maybe as my son said the other day, he's like, you know, if you just start doing three episodes a week, dad, uh, you're you going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be totally fine. All right. Look, you know, 
here at Mac Geek Gab, we wouldn't have made it to a thousand episodes without having the right team around us, supporting us, making things happen. And that includes Sadie, who we brought on a few years ago, and she does all of the social media stuff. She does so much for us. And we would not have been able to find Sadie without our sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. You got to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs, right? They make it super easy to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. The first thing you do is like you go and post a free job posting at LinkedIn Jobs at linkedin.com slash MGG, right? Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And they've got these super simple tools at LinkedIn Jobs, like these screening questions that make it really easy to focus in on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then eventually, of course, hire. It makes such a difference to have access to this huge pool of people. And like I said, we wouldn't have found Sadie in our circles. That's the circle where we found her. And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk with faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MGG. That's linkedin.com slash MGG to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And our thanks to LinkedIn Jobs for sponsoring this episode. All right. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned, we hit a thousand episodes, Pete, and it's it really is kind of amazing. Yeah. You, you had the fantastic idea. Um, you, you had gone back and listened to the first episode, MGG number one, which was not called Mac Geek Gap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That's the correct response, especially in today's world, right? Like, yeah. it was not, well, it was not high energy, shall we say? He, he, I, I took a segment out of the intro of it here that I'm just going to play, and, and you, you get to compare and contrast. TMO to go for the week of June 13th, 2005. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is TMO to go. This is the inaugural edition. I'm Dave Hamilton. I'm here with John Braun. Hi, John. Evening, Dave. And we will come to you on a weekly basis talking about all things Mac. John and I are geeks from way, way back. And, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Bulletin boards. The bulletin board days. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. modems. Yeah. What is, well, what's a modem, John? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, but they were on Apple's. They were on Apple's, Apple twos, but Apple's is. Yeah, that's how it began. Settle down, everyone. It's your hearts. <laughs> it's okay. Take a deep it, breath. It's calm now. But yeah, we called yeah. it TMO to go because, of course, it started at the Mac Observer, and and we thought we were just going to be talking about sort of the events of the week, and so it was going to be the Mac Observer to go. Yeah. And it was after we recorded that episode, but before we released it, that. Um, I was like, yeah, we got to come up. Maybe that name, like, I don't know. And that's when Lisa was like, why not call it the geek gab? And I was like, oh. as with most things, she's much smarter than me. And, uh, and, and so it was like, oh man, I'm like, well, and this is, see, this is where I ruined it. Yeah. 
I was like, no, it should be Mac Geek Gab. Now, of course, I didn't predict that there was going to be an iPhone or an iPod right. that we were going to talk about or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's on me. She said I should have called it the Geek Gab, and I, I got, and I, I I don't think this name is is bad, but it's like obviously we talk about more than Macs here, yeah. so yeah, you know, Apple I, and then some. Now, again, so. she was smarter and more prescient than me, which just sticks up you know that, 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 that. that's how it goes <laughs> that's just how it is yeah that's, this is a fact that i have come yeah. to accept in my life yeah uh but uh yeah yeah it's it's been it's amazing i i just i really I, it's it's crazy how to think that i never thought i really didn't think i mean we talked about this it's interesting I, I say that I don't like to to re, I don't like to spend a lot of time congratulating us or even reminiscing because I like doing the content of the show. Yeah. However, as we were prepping this, I realized that Pete, you and maybe you weren't intentional about this. Maybe you were, but the last several episodes, you have navigated us into moments of reminiscing. We told the Steve Jobs story. We yeah. told the Shazam story, and so there's been more of that. A little bit, oh yeah, but, yeah, but there's just been good. The, like, well, exactly. The that's the thing though about this show is there's so many good things about it, and it it doesn't hurt to go back a little bit for for people who are joining us all the time, which is a good thing. You're um, totally right. So yeah, no, I, it, it's and, not my inclination, but you, but I am wrong. On, just like I was wrong about the, the, the name TMO to go. I'm I, there are things I am wrong about my bullheaded persistence and my my impatience definitely keeps me from stopping and and reflecting right. and, and and i mean i i think in a general sense that's probably a good thing right it keeps me oh, from it, living it, in a cardboard box exactly it right? does, and you know? you're not in your own echo chamber exactly and yeah. and that's a good thing and and i've got to say that you know we're yeah, bad word alert folks every now and then in life you fall ass backwards into a good deal Right. And, yeah. and, and this has yeah. kind of been mine. It's been just amazing. Uh, what you and John started and built um, and invited me into fairly early on. And I, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And now that John is gone, so many well wishes have come in for him. And that's been a wonderful thing yep. um, that John's doing his own thing. And, and I've kind of stepped in here. I, I can't possibly fill his shoes. So the show is evolving. Absolutely. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with the comments we're getting to along here at where the show is going. And, but it, it's only because, and if, and I know you folks will correct us if we ever get to the point where we're making the show about us, if, if we do that, the show's over and, and, but making it about you and the things you send in and that you share it with us and that we, you correct us when we're, we're either slightly inaccurate or completely or off wrong. base or yeah, dead wrong. <laughs> Not that, that, that ever happens, but if it were to, I'm sure you'd do that. It doesn't happen uh, to you. It happens <laughs> to me. But no. And, and so it, it's such a thrill to be a part of this and, and, and to watch it evolve and be part of the evolution is um, I, I, I'm just blessed. That's all I can say. That's the best word I have. Same. Oh no, yeah. this is, I, I talk all the time about how I lead a charmed life. And, and I, I, I believe that like, I, I know this to be true. Now, it's not accidentally charmed, at least not all of it. I certainly am extremely lucky and extremely fortunate, but, uh, but a lot of it is like, like that bullheaded persistence. And I, I, uh, I, I have two emails that I want to read that we, we love these kinds of emails, by the way, I, th these are the fuel that keep us going. We rarely read these kinds of things on the show because again, it, it, we don't like to just sit and congratulate ourselves. 
I love it when you congratulate us. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah. it, that, that reminder that yes, there are people out there and, and it's appreciated, but the timing of these two emails that I have from rich and from Kent, I want to share here as part of this kind of retrospective moment that we're having, because they really, really hit the nail on the head for me. Yeah. As uh, you're about to read them, let me say this, sure. that you can see the number of downloads. You can see people are downloading the Absolutely. show. These letters prove people are listening Correct. to the show. That's and it. That's, yes. You're listening. And, that's and this what, is way that's more important about. to me yeah. than downloads. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, this comes from Rich and, and we have been really pushing uh, our, uh, our reviews a lot and getting a lot of reviews, which is great. You can go to MacGeekUp.com slash reviews. That's the closest we can get you to being able to review, uh, to, you know, to start your review on the, uh, or even updating your review on the Apple podcast store. But Rich says, um, look, I, uh, evidently there's a character limit on how long a review can be for a podcast. So it cut mine off. I wanted you to see the full review. And so I will read his full reviews from Rich, Rich W. says, I do not write reviews. However, this time I felt like I needed to. This podcast is one of the best I have listened to in a very long time. Dave and Pete always strive for the listeners and sometimes themselves to learn five new things on each show. I didn't think that was possible, but so far they have succeeded. Over the course of the past few shows, I've learned something I didn't think I would from this podcast. It was not just all things Mac. It was a combination of talk, taking Apple scripts and other ideas to solve for a problem my friend had. Both Dave and Pete contributed to my aha moment. Thank you both. I've been working on a solution, but did not find a way to fix the issue without your out-of-the-box thinking by putting a few different ideas, processes, and technologies together to ultimately help me solve my own problem. This is definitely a moment. This is the part where if I'm going to cry ever on Mac Geekab, this is it. This is definitely a moment of teach someone to fish because of this and all of your guidance and help through the shows. I just signed up to be an MGG premium member. Thank you, Rich W. Rich, this is like that teach someone to fish moment. You calling it out that way. It really just warms my, like, this is what we do. This is it, you know? Um, And, and we learn to fish too. Like we are in this, with you i said it earlier like i you know i forget what question it was we were talking about or whatever it was like oh yeah jt race thing like the spotify thing i didn't know that that was possible until i started researching it because jt's question came in right and so it's you know thanks for teaching us all to fish that's like exactly we're all in this together your own hook yeah (laughs) but it you know and you can you can do it that's it is i I, yeah I, i i i don't say it on the show often but but I, I say it in kind of a PR way a lot is, you know, you don't have to be a nerd to listen, but if you listen long enough, you Stand will become up. one. Yes, you will. Right. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. It, and, and then I did want to read Kent's message, which I got to find here. Um, Kent, Kent had, uh, we were going back and forth on an email with a problem that we would really never dig into on the show just because it's it's very specific to what kent's dealing with now it's really not that specific it's uh, it was an issue with his synology he was trying to get he was syncing his home folder to his synology disk station okay and wanted to point uh the synology's 
uh, music indexing functions at that to be used for like audio station and iTunes sharing and all that good stuff. So great. And he was saying it won't let me. And it's complaining about things in the folder names. And, and so he sent me, I'm like, well, send me a screenshot. And he did. And I think it was his wife's, uh, iMac. And, uh, and so it, it said like, you know, Cindy's iMac or something. I don't have it right in front of me. And, uh, and there was an apostrophe, right? Cindy apostrophe S space iMac. And I'm like, ah, right. That's going to cause issues. I'm like, that, that apostrophe is probably throwing off the Synology engine that's doing this. So there's a couple of things to do. One is literally rename the folder. And then the other would be maybe try escaping it, right? You know, we're putting a, a backslash before the apostrophe because that's a way of telling like databases that it's an, all you want's the apostrophe. You're not ending the text field or whatever. So he, he wrote us back and he said, um, I've had success, but not exactly in the way we were headed. He says, I tried escaping the apostrophe, but I got the same error. I renamed the backup location uh, to from having the apostrophe and the space to like, you know, Cindy's iMac to simply iMac, same error message. So he says, I went into Carbon Copy Cloner, which is what he was using to, you know, copy this over, created a new backup of just my music media to a different folder on the Synology within the default music folder, simply called media. And then Synology allowed me to create the path. He says, um, thank you for pointing me in the right direction. And and this is that bullheaded persistence, right? That we, we talk about on the show all the time when I was doing onsite consulting, but even with this, you know, I, I would have an idea, right? Like, like this, and it would head me down a path that wouldn't lead to the solution right away, right? Like this didn't, but it gets you moving and then you just stick with it long enough and just keep trying different little things that bullheaded persistence that's what carries you to the end right and so i i was super happy to get kent's email about this because it uh it, you know it just it, yeah. it it reinforced that i, I don't know it it meant a lot it, it was good yeah yeah so thank yeah. you thank you well, so so this is show one thousand, and as you mentioned, next week is another palindromic show. Yes, and then uh, but the big show, so to speak, of any celebration that's coming up in eh, about five months and some change, right? Yeah, twenty four episodes. Yeah. It, yeah, I think so because yeah, ten twenty four. That's MGG one K, right? Right. So if you have any ideas while you're thinking to the thinking, you know, listening to this, uh, and you're thinking, oh, it would have been cool if for the thousandth episode they did. X. Well, good news because we have MGG one K coming up. So send in your stuff, feedback at MacGeekab.com. Or if you're a premium listener, premium at MacGeekab.com. And while we are here, I do want to take a minute and thank the premium listeners uh, for whom we ha- from whom we have received contributions in the last uh, couple of weeks. Right. Cause we didn't do it in the last episode. Uh, so, I thank you for your time and I will, uh, I will do this here. So uh, thank you to all of you here. $10 from Steven in Costa Mesa, a hundred dollars from Steven, a different Steven in Woodland, $10 each from Olga in Bellevue, Tony in Middleborough, Robert in Columbiana and Jason in Charlestown, $25 each from Matt in Midlothian, Eric in Trondheim, Jonathan in Tempe, Robert in Oro Valley, 
uh, John in Houston, Bruce, Jeff and Daniel from places I don't know, Drake in Honolulu and Joe from a place I don't know. $10 each from Cal in Russellville, Chris in Chorleywood and Donald in Furlong. 25 from Pier Timo. And I forget what country Pier Timo is in. Uh, and David in Chicago. And then uh, $10 each from Neil in West Hartford, Scott in Bourbonnaise, Peter in Auburn, Abel in Santa Rosa, James in San Antonio, Mark in Coopersburg, Frank in Tunbridge, Barry in Des Plaines. Barry was our number one premium subscriber, the first one. You're all number one in our hearts. Barry was just first. That's all. Timothy in West Windsor, Frank in Voorhees, and Bob in La Peche. And then $25 each from Bob in Hamilton, uh, Michael in Woodbine, and Domenico in Holbrook. And then 30 bucks from David in Villa Park. Thank you to each and every one of you. If you want to learn more about the premium program, it is available at MacGeekUp.com slash premium. If you have any thoughts about how to evolve the program, we are always open to it. You have been the defining uh, voice in what that program is. And uh, you really have... We used to give extra content that was behind a paywall. You said, please stop doing that. We want everybody to hear the content, which really like, you know, after this last discussion, you, you already know that warms my heart. Uh, Really what everybody wants is to send us their Everybody that's part of the premium program has said they want is to send us their support. And for that, you do get access to that uh, premium at email premium at MacGeekGab.com email address. That we do answer first, although we do try to get to everything that comes in. So if you want other things from the premium program, please tell us. We will get to it. And now I want to answer some questions. Can we, can we be done now with the, the patting oh, ourselves okay, on the back? Yeah. <laughs> Ow, my arm hurts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, seriously, thank you to all of you for uh, you know, allowing us to, to keep doing this. Yeah, it, it's this amazing. Is so cool. It really is. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to look, Pete, um, at what episode was the first one that you were that you actually spoke on. And I, I, I can I, I know how to go back and look yeah. this up. But you were here as a fly on the wall for at least one before you had a microphone. Yeah. And it's it's I want to say it was in the 80s, somewhere in the 80s, not the 1980s. Yeah. Well, that that too. <laughs> you know, way back when. Yeah. Um. Because I recall being here for show 100 and helping do some production stuff with them. right, yeah, I think that's so, that's right. Yeah, it was it was double digits. In fact, at some point, I, I was the one it, I, I recall who <laughs> said, "Hey, you should do this live, not just you and John chatting." Really, that was I'm your. Pretty sure, that yeah, was I'm pretty your sure. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that really hosed you over on that. Huh. <laughs> I, I'm so looking, we should do a live show so we can answer questions live. And I'm looking at Mac Geekab 100 here and I don't see your name mentioned. Well, yeah. just because your name wasn't mentioned doesn't mean you weren't here. Yeah. I, I have a memory of doing Mac Geekab. Might've been I, a 200. It was some, it was some I, Like I remember mark. I was sitting the opposite way. My desk was on the, yes. on the other side of this alcove. And I remember being here that night for 100 and yep. we did live stream it. Yep. You, you, so that may well have been your idea. It's like, that's possible. But I remember, I think I got up and like did a drum roll on the snare drum or something like yeah. it, But there, I, I have a memory of being the only one in the room 
but I but it could but it could be that I'm remembering a different episode oh, than yeah. 100. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to see. Yeah, we just didn't mention who was here for 200, nor did we mention who was here. And just yeah. in the show notes, we, I don't think we mentioned who was here for. Um, we'll you were definitely it. here for 300. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find it by next week. We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's uh let's let's now now Joe has a very timely question. So therefore it is time for it. Joe says, I'm buying the new iPhone 15 Pro Max. Nice. In recent years, I have always set up new phones by bringing my previous phone nearby and letting it wireless wirelessly do its thing. I do back up my iPhone to my Mac with encryption enabled. And I wondered if there is any advantage if I set up my new iPhone from that backup instead of just letting it do the migration from the old phone. Um, it's a good question. Obviously, like I said, very timely. I've always done it as you have, Joe, at least since we've been able to do that. That 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 isn't something we've always been able to do. We used to have to do it from a backup, but now you don't have to do it from a backup. You don't even have to do it from an iCloud backup. You can just like put the phones next to each other. You scan the one from the camera with the other, and then it just kind of magically does its thing. And it really works. Um, there was a day when those local backups, because they were not encrypted, did not include any sensitive data like passwords and health. And, you know, I don't think we had health data on there, but certainly not passwords yeah. and those sorts of things. So that's why I defaulted to using either an iCloud backup or once we could just the the migration from one to the other. So I would say that all else being equal, I would use the wireless migration uh, that you have been using Joe. If, but if you're on like a data limited Wi-Fi connection or not on Wi-Fi at all, and it, you know, um, but, it, but, um, but even then I, I think I'd, I'd still do this path. Like, you know, cause it, well, I'm trying to think, you're, when you do that path, you get all the data from your phone, you get all your mm -hmm. settings, but then it downloads all the apps from the store. But that's going to happen even if you restore from a, a local backup. It's not going to put your app binaries in that backup. Right, or I is wouldn't it? think. Does it? It might. Like the local backups might have backups of your app binaries and it might put those right on. So, so if you're on data limited, that might be a reason to do that. Tell you what, buy, buy two phones, send one here. I'll test that for you and let okay. you know what. <laughs> did you uh, did you order a new phone? We're recording this on, on Friday the 15th, so right after um, phones I, went on sale. Yeah, no, I was going to. Um, I had it all set up to go last night, and then I, I didn't when I got up this morning. I, I, I'm really jonesing for one because I've got, I've got a 12, 12 Ma Pro Max. And I'm like, okay, it's been three years. It's time for a new phone. But, man, 650 is the only trade-in that they're giving. I'm kind of thinking I could get a little more for that if I sell mine outright. It's an Probably. unlocked, you know, type Probably. thing. But it's yeah. like, uh, there we go. But I'll tell you what, reading in the comments here, uh, it looks like uh, uh, oh, Michael Ehrman wrote, he says, after 90 minutes online, I decided to call my carrier for the 15 Pro Max. 15 minutes later, on my six-minute hold, <laughs> I gave up. Is I think the uh, 15 is going to be a hit for Apple. So. Yeah. And I think so, too, with the yeah. new um, 
uh, processor in it and all that. It's, uh, you know, yeah. that's a good thing. I think Ken Ray pointed it out a couple of days ago. He says it just felt like when you were buying the 14, you were getting the, the 13 in a new wrapper, you know, right. because of the processors being the right. same and all that. And he goes, I, was, I think he used kind of icky. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice term, Ken. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is borderline revolutionary. It's evolutionary, but, but uh, the camera in it is, yeah. Yeah, you know, more amazing stuff, and it'll do the uh, uh, what's it called? Don't get old. It's bad for your memory. For the for the headset, it'll do the uh, oh spatial, space, spatial. spatial video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's interesting. Um, to to run back to the backups thing, Ben in our Discord reminds yeah. us uh, that local backups used to have app binaries in them they do not anymore oh, okay. so I, I i knew there was something in my head that it was like oh yeah no there was a reason to do it locally but it that doesn't matter anymore it makes so, sense not to not yeah. to put them in there so i would just let your two phones talk to each other and unless you want to nuke and pave your phone and truly start from scratch i did that two ver phone versions ago it Any was advantage a to it? yeah man okay. yeah because i had it was after Apple had moved to the um where you really could just have one uh one home screen right okay. you know and and then have the app library once they added the app library i don't i only have one home screen and the and then I just search for apps in the app library or with spotlight to launch them i don't have i used to have you know eight right. pages of apps and folders and and folders yeah, and all yeah, that i've got all that it was yeah, yeah. so Wiping my phone and starting from scratch allowed me to absolve myself of all my past sins in terms of app management and organization. So perhaps this is a reason for one or more of you to choose to do the same thing. Yeah. I never thought about it with the phone. I mean, I get it on the computer. Totally get it. Because I had the 20, I think it was yep. 18 or 2019, yep. last Intel MacBook Pro 16. And I, I had more problems with that thing. I was getting the blue screen at death and it would just... Freeze sure. up on me and all that, and I even I took it back to Apple and got a new one. Yep, and the new one was doing the same thing, and I went, "Oh, something's wrong." And I I nuked and paved and and started from scratch. So whatever had gone from previous versions into that one, it was making a mess of things. Yeah, and so I you know I get it for the the MacBook. I didn't realize that the phone was a as I I really appreciated just starting from scratch, and I only installed apps that I wanted. Uh, I think this was my 12. I'd lose 200 apps if I did that. Day. That's the point. <laughs> exactly. I it I stopped using Waze because yeah. I realized that Apple Maps had actually gotten good. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Ditto. Not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it yeah, it makes a difference. When you're using Apple Maps, people, please report hazard ahead or hazard here, speed check, that kind of stuff. It can do it just like Waze, but, but not as many people are using it. No, not yet. as many people are using it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Although Siri, once again, yeah, hey Siri, report a hazard at this, this location. Oh. I can't do that while you're in the car. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's the whole point. <laughs> well, I, you know, I should try that. My 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 habits are not to do it with voice, but I, oh, yeah. I definitely should do it with voice. Yeah. So I'll try that the next time I see some something. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hey, Gary has a question, Pete. Gary, he does. Gary says, um, does the Photos app need to be open on my Mac in order for it to check for duplicates, or does it do that in the background regardless? Gary, here's your answer. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. 
So I actually looked at that, at look, looked for this, and I, I did find an answer. It says if you're using Ventura or later, uh, your duplicate photos will automatically appear in the duplicates album, and that should happen in the background, and you don't have to do anything particular within the app. Uh, as it mentioned in the Remove Duplicate Photos in Photos on Mac, uh, which is a link I sent them, you can then merge any duplicates found by doing the following. In the Photos app on your Mac, click Duplicates in the sidebar, select the duplicates you want to merge, click Merge uh, in the number of duplicates. And, oh, by the way, if you have, say, two duplicates or two photos, meaning each one's duplicate, not one more duplicate than the other, you... Uh, <laughs> two sets of duplicates. Yeah, yeah. If you delete one of the of the duplicates, guess what goes away? The other photo because it's no longer because it's no it, longer a dupe, it, so but it didn't showing. actually delete it. It just doesn't it's show it in the d- interface. This, yeah, anymore. you're like, did I delete it? Oh, right. yeah, duh, it's not in the duplicate. Oh, folder, that's smart. So, so it is live yeah. updating essentially. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. good. So, All right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I almost had a, I thought a self-inflicted stupidity. When, yeah. 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 Well, things but, that you delete are yeah. in the deleted photos for 30 days. Right. So. Yeah. So, so that. but yeah, and and then the other thing that I found that I'm doing more and more, especially when you get a photo that's like 1.4 megabytes and then 960k, I, I delete the higher one. Yeah. You know, with the 1.4 meg, leave the 960k because oh. my eye is not seeing the oh. difference. I know, but these are photos that I'm not going to go make a poster out. Right. Right. But how do you know that? Storage is so cheap, oh, man. A, oh, that's true. But it says it right there in the bottom right of the duplicates folder. When you're looking at the two photos, it'll tell you the size of each photo. I know. But, oh, okay. I thought you were asking, how did I know that? would? No, uh, how do you know that you, oh, what you're not going to want to do in the future? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm asking. No, for the, for the, some of them for sure. I, there's just no way I'm ever, I don't ever want to print that photo. In fact, I should probably delete them both and be done with it. But that's. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Brian has a question and it, he's asking about his Kindle, but really I, I think this is just one of those things that's good to to talk about. He says, um, I misplaced my Kindle over two years ago and received a new one last Christmas as a replacement. I stumbled oh, across the old one. Found. <laughs> it, yeah, that's how you know you're going to find it once you replace it. Yep. Uh, he says the battery was dead, but I plugged it in and charged it to 100%. It lost about 10% in the following week, um, he says, which seems a little high for a Kindle that's just sort of sitting there, but I'm sure the battery uh, probably took a hit from the long time between charges. I charged it up again to 100%, but I'm wondering if charging it back up to 100% from a variety of charge levels might help to recondition the battery. Um, Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. So uh, congrats, first of all, on getting your old Kindle recharged. Just the other day, I finally threw out an old Kindle that I could not get the battery to come back to life on. I know I could replace the battery in it, but it was like, we have enough Kindles for everybody. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do it. But I tried for months to get this battery to, oh, yeah. yeah. Cause like the light would come on, it was charging, but it never. And I went through anyway. Uh, so congrats on that. If it were me and if my, let's say my Kindle did come back to life or any device I had with a battery in it, came back to life after being dead or just being used for a while. Um, What I would do, and this is just general advice for bringing a battery back to life, you know, conditioning it after you have, I would charge it to a hundred percent. Then I would let it drain down to zero again, but do not let it stay there. 
like as soon as it hits zero or even 1%, but you really kind of want it to get to zero, um, immediately charge it again and get it back up and do that a few times. That's what's going to condition the battery. That's what's going to, for lack of a better term, teach the battery what its actual capacity is because the battery is even the battery circuitry is and software is making a guess as to where it is when it says 80%, it it's it's making some educated yeah assumptions for lack of a better term. And so you want to get that taken you you want to get that out of the way. Um you want to you want to show it here's what zero is, here's what 100 is and then it'll start to to you know kind of work a little bit better. So, yeah. I would think I don't know that 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 Amazon puts in in there some smart yeah. circuitry to prevent overcharging. Yes. And that oh, sort of for sure. Well. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause oh, yeah. I got a, someone mom's 97 and in, in a nursing home and her com- communication with the outside world is mostly via iPad. Yep. And yep. some one of them told her now, you know, you can't leave your iPad plugged in all the time. It'll ruin the battery. And I'm like, yeah, mom, you, you're, you're really okay. It, yeah. You know, leave it off for a day or two. That's fine. But it's not going to overcharge. There's circuitry in there to prevent it from yes. hurting the battery by overcharging. And yeah. there's a different reason, you know, not to leave it on all the time, on the charger all the time. Yeah, it's not going to overcharge, yeah. but it, it will. It doesn't learn how to yeah how to let those electrons flow. I, you know, between. when when I moved Lisa over to my old M1 Air, mm-hmm. uh, I knew that she was going to leave it plugged in. 98% of the time it, it, you know, replaced a Mac mini, but now she just has one machine. When she travels, she just brings it with her. And, and that's going to, that's great. I started thinking, you know, do I really want this battery sitting at a hundred percent all the time? So I did install an app that we have talked about oh. on the show called Al Dente. And I now understand it uh, because I've used it, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, it's from App House Kitchen, and I'll put a link in the show notes. In fact, we will call this our first cool stuff found of the week. I have I have a couple more that we'll talk about, but um, but it what's cool about it is it you tell it like with her, and there, you can go far deeper and and far more granular than what I'm about to describe. But what I did for hers is I said, okay, well, you know, what are its sort of defaults for a machine that's going to be used like hers? And it's a great. Let it go. I think it said 70% or it said 60 and I chose 70. It's like, okay, when her machine gets to 70%, even when it's plugged in, somehow Al Dente through its magic tells the Mac that it is no longer plugged in. And so it just doesn't charge. And it, but it runs off of the charger somehow like it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can leave it plugged in to her dock, which then gives her her keyboard and her, you know, large display, like all of those things. It it, it lets you have the best of both worlds. And then if you know that you're going to take it and go use it, you can tell it, oh, hey, power up and it will, you know, charge as fast as it can up to a hundred. And then, you know, you take it with you and it's a hundred and you're good to go. So, uh, and then you can also do this conditioning that we're talking about here. So, well, yes, batteries, Apple's battery tech is way better than it used to be. And they say that this kind of thing isn't necessary. I don't know. Like I, if I'm going to leave it plugged in all the time, it seems like 70% might be a good place to leave it. So I've been using Al Dente on her machine and uh, so far so good. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I mentioned that I have, and I'll put a link in the show notes 
I mentioned that I have another cool stuff found to share and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Pete, I'm, I'm going to go back to episode one. We said we'd go off on a tangent. Let's take one. Eh, Why don't you tell funny. them about menu meters, John menu meters. That's, um, I've done a, uh, you know, actually I think I did a, a Monday's Mac gadget. This is, um, actually Mac gadget, and of course, MacObserver.com. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Can't forget that. <laughs> no, menu no, no. meters. My gives PR you... guy tells me I need to say that a lot. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so menu meters, uh, what it does is it gives you a lot of information about what's happening with your system and it puts it in the menu bar and it does it with, I, I would say, probably as little real, it, it's very elegant, as little real estate as possible, um, but it tells you what's going on. So there's one for drives. I have it set up so it has you know a green light and a red light to, to show uh, reading and writing. Uh, there's another one that shows network statistics like upload and download bandwidth and that's uh, that, very, that handy. very useful. Especially for those um, of us that came from the external modem days and got used to seeing lights flicker for activity. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this gives you the throughput, which can tell you, you know, is your provider, you know, or the, you know, the server that you're talking to. You know. All right, all right, okay. Well, well, well <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, I did as I was sort of listening through to that first episode. I we did not call it cool stuff found back then. It took probably I don't know a year for us to to come up with that name for the segment. But sure enough, uh, that was the first thing that would be considered cool stuff found was menu meters. That doesn't work anymore on current Macs. Uh, it was from Raging Menace software, I think. But there is a fork that I found of menu meters that will work up to Big Sur. Of course, we use iStat menus nowadays, and that is up to date for, I think they've even got Sonoma uh, working under iStat menus. So I'll put a link to all of this in the show notes, but I, I figured I'd, I'd, um, I'd, you know, let us do that. Um, I got a couple more cool stuffs found. Actually, you want to share? Know, we'll, we'll do that in a future episode. It's fine. Um, we're in cool stuff found. We'll just stay here. It's going to be fine. Uh, the We have one that is really interesting. Sarab in our Discord at macgeekup.com slash Discord. Somebody was asking about uh, automating the setup of a new Mac. And Sarab has created... A, what I will call a cool stuff found or cool stuff made. Uh, he says, I've got two scripts that automate setting up my Mac, a brew file that uses homebrew to install every app I need in one command. And then a shell script that runs the defaults commands to configure my apps and system preferences to my liking. And the best part is both of these are available for free on Sarab's GitHub and he says, feel free to copy or use them as inspiration. And of course, I put a link in the show notes. So, Sarab, thank you for creating that. Thank you for sharing those with us here. Uh, very, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I have I have another one that uh, came up in our Discord. Porthos John, uh, someone was asking, uh, David Klemkin asked, said, okay, look, posted a picture of his MacBook Pro screen or his Mac, his mm -hmm. laptop screen. I don't know which computer it was. I think it was a MacBook Pro. And it like full of like not only fingerprints and, you know, all the smudge that gets on there, but very clear representations of the keyboard. Right. Exactly. And that's because the oils from our fingers gets on the keyboard. And then the tolerance between the keyboard and the screen when the Mac is closed means that the screen often touches the keyboard and that oil transfers. And so there are lots of things uh, that can be used for this. Porthos John suggested one called Ghost Blanket, which 
uh, actually looks pretty cool. It is a microfiber cloth that is doubles as a cleaning cloth Ooh. and sits there. Now I had used something like this in the past and then the tolerances got so tight with my titanium power book that I couldn't close it. Uh, obviously things have evolved since the titanium power book and, uh, and lots of folks were saying that these ghost blankets were their preferred uh, way to do it. I, I'd not seen these, um, you know, around, so I was I was happy to see them kind of back oh, and they've got cool. them, yeah, 15, 13, 14 is one size and then 15 inches is kind of the other side. You know, I could the other lose size. that in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you, Pete, you were just showing me here yeah. in the studio. You've got Listen. one that's like a, a plastic. So, yeah, it's a uh, hold it up for the screen, but it's a uh, it, it's just a plastic uh, mold of the keyboard with the cutout for the power button because that's also a fingerprint yeah. uh, on, unlock on this particular And machine. you leave that on your keyboard even while you're typing on I it? I do. And So doesn't that then get the oil from it, that thing onto your screen? It, it does. Okay. And, and the oil's okay. getting on the screen either way. There's yeah. just no two ways about okay. it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it actually came, and I, I, I have a case on my MacBook Pro 16 because I travel so much. Sure. And my other MacBook Pro 13 was even though it was in a backpack that's padded and has that computer compartment, yeah, yeah. it was still getting scratched up a little sure. bit. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to protect this one. So I put a clear plastic case on it and this keyboard cover came with the case and I thought, well, this is silly. I'll never use this. Oh. I'll put it on and see how I like it. And you know what? I don't even notice it, A. And B, I'm much less worried about spilling liquid into my keyboard with this. Oh, uh, okay. So this. that's to protect the keyboard more than well, the screen. More than the screen, yeah. yeah because I that makes sense. It, it also came with a screen protector, which oddly enough, I thought I would use it for a couple of days and rip it off. I've left it on there. And when I turn the computer off, I can see the bubbles and the, you just can't get it perfect. Yeah. You know, there's no matter how much dust removal you do before you put it on, you're, there's going to be a speck under there. Sure. I don't see it when the key, when the screen is on. But when I turn everything off, yeah, I can still see the imprints of, of the oils of the thing, on the keys yeah. on the screen. And you know what? That's okay because it's on the screen protector. So. I, I wonder <laughs> if you could use one of these ghost blankets in between because the ghost blanket is yeah. a microfiber cloth, but it's built to sit in between. You put it on your keyboard before you close I your Mac. I bet it would work perfectly. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind because yeah. I do have – I use uh, special alcohol screen cleaning Yep. Uh, wet dry side yeah. you know and, yeah, yeah. and i use that to clean the screen and that of course takes the oil resort but i'm just saying like if you use yeah. the ghost blanket then it wouldn't even get on the screen in the first right. place right because it's it, it acts as that insulator between the two yeah interesting absolutely hey i um I, you know i use zoom a lot like i think a lot of us do they added a new feature for at least for free for now that they call the zoom iq which is it listens to so you have to give it permission to listen to your meeting so yeah. bear that in mind but it listens to your meetings, does a transcript of it, and then does a summary based on the transcript that gives you like a high level summary of the meeting and talks about who said what. And, oh, this person, you know, like Dave committed to get this part done by such and such a date. Adam, you know, agreed to do this. Like it's it's a right. really handy thing and you can have it sent automatically to all recipients or you can get it and then publish it, you know, on your own or however you want to share it around on your own. But, um, it's a pretty cool thing. And, uh, I've, I put a link in the show notes to where you can go and turn it on for your zoom account. You can have it start automatically. Or you can just enable it and then turn it on, you know, case by case for each meeting. I will say that it is more valuable 
when you have it on for the entirety of a given meeting. So think about that because it, you know, it, it, it gives it the full context. Uh, so, yeah. And then um, I got one more Pete from, yeah. well, from not from me, but, uh, but from Andrew Woodward who talked about this, um, this it's the Maros smart Wi-Fi lamp for desktop. He says, I grabbed one of these off Amazon recently. I'm very impressed. It works great with home kit with no bridge required. I use it in my home theater. It illuminates the middle table, but doesn't impact the big screen. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a desk lamp that it's, if you've got to look at the picture of it, it, it really just looks like two pieces of, of, of two poles uh, but the lamp is in sort of the two poles at a right angle and you can adjust the angle. So it's not stuck at a right angle, yeah. but, um, works with HomeKit and Amazon and Google and smart things. And, and you can, the LEDs are, are within the horizontal crossbar. The, thank you. The, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's the right way to say it. Yeah. And you can set the different, um, it's not, it's, it's only, um, well, I'll, I'll say it's not color, but you can set the temperature of yeah. the, uh, of so thing. so yeah 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 so I, I don't know i'd never heard of this i guess i'd heard of moros before but i'd never seen these these lamps and it looks um you can control it with your phone or yeah or what kind of price are they getting for it i missed that when you had um it i you know i thought i had it up it on was up here. near the top i thought was it up near the top shop i'll just click shop how about oh, I, how about i do that shop now oh, they, they're gonna make me yeah. no yep I don't know, Pete. It's hidden. It's hidden. It's hidden. Yep. They're giving it away today only. Today only. Yeah, that's right. For the right. next 30 seconds. Oh, that's right. Up. Oh, that's right. You just uh, missed it. What, what do we call it? The smart LED lamp yeah. for desktop. Where the heck is it? There it is. Yeah. Nope, that's the floor lamp. Pete, floor I don't know. The lamp was $52. Okay, so it's <laughs> going to be less than $52. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. Uh, smart. Sorry, I'll yep. quit asking questions. No, no, it's a to. it's a really good question, Pete. <laughs> this is actually one of the things I like about having you here. Um, but I don't You're supposed to only ask questions you know the answer to. Though. No, you're only supposed to ask questions that I know the answer to. Well, there's that. Right. <laughs> sorry, forgot the forgot the cardinal rule today, the Dave. Rule. That's right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Right. Um, no stump the dummies allowed. All yeah, right. it's like maybe maybe it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Um, he said he got it on Amazon. Wasn't that what I said? He says, I recently yeah. grabbed one of these off of Amazon. Okay. Well, I'm not finding it on Amazon, but I'm sure it's there. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's going to, uh, we, we will, someone will find it. Maros. I, I want to look desk lamp. It, it's got to be there. The smart yeah. desk lamp. Exactly. Kind of it. Yeah. 3896 yeah, on Amazon. With a three dollar coupon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice find, Pete. Thank you. We will. I will, Even a blind squirrel. <laughs> I will put this into the show notes. Where are you finding it? Well, you're gonna have to put your link okay, in because I found I'll, it for forty three fifty one, Pete. Okay. So uh, uh, I yeah. found it for forty two ninety nine. But a thirty eight ninety six with. Cool. Yeah. Great. Amazing. That's what we're gonna do. And for the thousandth time, we're gonna bring the band back in. Actually, it's probably more like the thousandth first because I feel like there was at least one episode where we brought the band in and then, you know, it was like, wait, there's more to talk about. Let's talk. Mm. And then we bring the band in again. So, see, there you go. Now we're just we're just doing it. But now we're just doing it gratuitously, though, Pete. Yeah, right. Now we're just I've told fun. you a thousand times, Dave, not to. <laughs>
course, of course, I haven't because I haven't been here that long. No, but if I had been, that's right. That's right. I think I am the only person who has been here for all thousand episodes because there were a few interviews we did with Paul Kent okay. uh, leading up to MacWorld Expos that we published as you know as Mac sure. Geekabs, but they but John was not. There was at least two of we did several of them and john was here for some of them but not not all of them so yeah i think i'm the only one that's made it for all of them my my streak remains alive and i i i I intend for that to continue so i'm gonna knock on wood because what would a mac geek episode be without me without one of the geeks (laughs) without the geek well no without me being superstitious and knocking on wood about there's that too the geek in chief (laughs) geek in chief yeah there you go Jeez. all right Folks, thank you. Um, I know we said it a lot during the episode, but uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been awesome being able to do this. No plans to stop. In fact, I feel like in in a lot of ways we're we're just getting going again. We're really like we've got a, a you know a different pacing, and uh, I'm loving it. And and from what I'm hearing from you folks, you're loving it too, and uh, it's fantastic. Thank so. you for the warm welcome, everyone. That you allow me into your ears every week so to speak. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, it just doesn't have to just be your ears. One thing that you really can do for us that we'd love to ask you to do is share the show with a friend. Do it now. Yep. Share it. Just tell somebody about Mac Geek Gab. That really is one of the best things you can do. Have you done it yet? Did you do it yet, Pete? No, I Have just you told them. These people oh. have they done it yet? Okay, okay. Pause the show right now. Stop. Go share it. Then come back and listen to the end of this. Don't make me pull the band out again. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That, that's the cool part. Is you have the option of pausing the band. You can control that. That's, that's right. right. Yep. So pause the band. Tell somebody about it, and then then resume. Okay. Did you do it yet? They're Why back. not? They did. They did it. Oh, I good. think they did it, Pete. They yeah, we got good people here. It's right? good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to our friends at Cashfly for providing the bandwidth to get uh, this episode and almost all of our episodes from us to you from, I think we probably in episode, I don't know, right about episode 50, maybe we started working with them, maybe even earlier than that. Good. They've been great partners. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. You can visit MacGeekUp.com slash sponsors to learn about all of them. Of course, thanks to LinkedIn.com slash MGG for being a sponsor today. Check out Pete's other show, So There I Was. Check out my other shows, Gig Gab for Working Musicians, Business Brain for Entrepreneurs. And uh, if you want some merch, MacGeekUp.com slash merch. You know, I... uh, there's always something we say. We have this is not the thousandth time we didn't start saying this right away, but uh, but I one of my favorite moments that we got on tape, so to speak, was uh, from uh, episode seven seventy two that we recorded at MacTech before uh, the last MacTech before all the COVID stuff kept us from going to MacTech for a while, and that's when we all got to say this nice little thing together. So we'll let that happen again. And maybe the next time we're all together, we'll, we'll, we'll update this recording. So uh, have fun, take care of each other, share the show, and uh, don't get caught. Made on if you include everyone's voice, that may be the thousandth time. That may be. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and I said Mac Tech. Ben said uh, Mac Stock. It's Mac Stock, of course. So I meant what you knew. Turns out I got caught.